Welcome to the Fit40 Podcast, where we take all the confusing, conflicting fitness and nutrition information and break it down so that you can live your healthiest, strongest, most energized life. I'm your host, Brian Fitzsimmons. Let's get it started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Another awesome guest this week. We have with us Steve Cam. He is the owner of Nerd Fitness. He's also the author of Leveling Up Your Life. He's given talks at Google, Facebook, Vanderbilt, and he's been in the game as a coach for a long time and serves a ton of people. And I know he's a wealth of knowledge and I can't wait to nerd out with him. So Steve, welcome to the show. What's up, Brian? Great to see you, man. Great to see you too. Now, I got to make a concerted effort here not to go down the rabbit hole of Marvel and (laughs) Tolkien and things like that, because this can go off the rails really fast. So we'll try to keep it to fitness, but I apologize to the audience ahead of time. I make no promises. I like it. I'm here for it. Let's get weird. (laughs) All right, cool. But before we go there, before we go there, I got to ask, because like I said, before we hit the record button, you were probably like the most fun person that I researched because I always look into everybody before they come on. And you might be the most interesting man in the world, depending on your uh, your bio. Now, I saw that you spent all of 2011 traveling the world. And I got to ask, because I love asking travelers, what is the best place on earth? Like best country, best place you've ever been? My favorite place and i think it was because it was the start of my around the world trip but there's this tiny island off the coast of new zealand off of auckland called waiheke island and for years prior to this i never really traveled internationally i spent most of my exploring or done most of my exploring virtually in video games or in books but there was this desktop background that i saw this beautiful bench overlooking the ocean somewhere and i just had it saved as my background of like someday If I can make this whole online fitness nerd thing work, um, I'm going to travel. And that was kind of like just a daily reminder for me. So I eventually find my way to New Zealand. I'm getting started on this big around the world adventure. I'm scared. And I land in New Zealand and I hear from somebody like, oh, go check out this island. And on the ferry over to that island, there's this little tiny pamphlet. And I'm looking through the pamphlet and realize that the bench of the photo that I had taken was on this island so i went and found that bench and sat in it and took photos and said like okay this is i did it i i I took the big i took the big leap i you know i answered the call to adventure and found myself in new zealand and uh to this day i think that island it's just wineries and i stayed in this really cool hostel run by a family and we all cooked dinner together with other travelers it just i couldn't have had a better start to this scary adventure um and I just, I will always have fond memories of that. That sounds so freaking cool. And New Zealand is definitely on my bucket list only solely because Rocket Power made like a, li- a few episodes on it. And I'm like, that looks like the coolest place in the world. So now we got you giving it the seal of approval. It's like, it's got to happen now. It's amazing. I was actually, uh, my, my wife and I went there for our uh, a delayed honeymoon this past year and uh, it, you know, a decade later, it, it still is just stunningly beautiful. And if you drive every, you know, every half an hour that you drive, you're going to hit a completely different biome and weather really? and, and climate. And it's just stunningly, I mean, they film Lord of the Rings there. Like there's a reason why it's, you know, it's as beautiful, you know, it's as beautiful as, as that movie makes it look, makes it out to be. 
Yeah. And it makes sense because I know that there's a few other movies that have been filmed there too. Like if you got those that many different landscapes to work with, it's like it's a one stop oh, yeah. shop. It's stunning. That's cool. Can't wait to uh, eventually get out there. Now, in the beginning, when I have a guest on, I love asking about their intro to fitness. And I saw something interesting, and I wanted to ask you about it, because I know that you made a mention on your social media that Iron and the Soul really kind of spoke to you. And I'd love for you to explain a little bit about like what it is and how it impacted you for, for everybody listening. Sure. So I stumbled across Henry Rollins' article called Iron and the Soul. This must have been right around when I was starting nerd fitness. I wish I had found it earlier, but you know, I'd started nerd I started nerd fitness and I bought the domain in 2007, which is, you know, like a thousand years ago in internet land. Um, but I bought, like it, I bought it or something? <laughs> yeah, probably actually. <laughs> um, I had to find a friend cause like I, I, you know, WordPress wasn't nearly as, as easy to, to write for anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right around when I was starting the website and kind of figuring out how I was going to help people that I found, Rollins's article about his life growing up and the the challenges he faced. He was really scrawny, had no sense of self, uh, got picked on and bullied. And unfortunate, I, you know, I I was not bullied in high school, but I certainly was scrawny and weak and had no sense of self. And I got cut from my high school basketball team. And I thought it was because there was like politics involved and the coach didn't like me. And like the reality was like I was just not very good at basketball. But I come up with this narrative that it's like, oh, I'm just not. I need to get strong. I go to a gym and I start strength training and over a handful of years, start to build confidence in the gym and eventually start to build confidence with myself. And that article just perfectly encapsulates why I think everybody, people of all genders, people of all ages, shapes, sizes, um, can improve themselves through strength training. And it kind of served as that North Star for me as I was starting Nerd Fitness of how I thought I could help people. Like a strong nerd is a healthy nerd. And a strong person, there's a great quote that Henry says is something like, I, um, I've never met a truly strong person that didn't have a sense of confidence or self-confidence. And I think that's absolutely true and would love for more people to be able to feel that. The challenge, of course, is that gyms can be super intimidating. Uh, the online fitness space is full of unrealistic um, scantily clad individuals promoting really terrible practices that make you feel awful about yourself and question everything. So I thought nerd fitness could be that home for people to get science-based information, supportive help, empathetic community, and uh, give them the courage to, you know, we talk a lot about 20 seconds of courage in nerd fitness, but using that 20 seconds of courage to either walk into a gym or try to do their first push-up um, at home, uh, you know, go for their go for a walk around their their block, whatever it may be. Like using those things and and developing that confidence because once you start with strength training, it bleeds over to so many other areas of life. Love that, and I love that twenty seconds of courage. What what exactly is that? Is it just like a countdown of like you got this much time and just do it? Yeah, so it's it's actually this obscure quote from uh, this movie that probably very few people saw, but Matt Damon's. I think it was called We Bought a Zoo. I th- I probably watched I did, it. On, I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. I watched it on my around the world uh, travels. I, you know, on the back of an airplane. It was this little tiny video, and it's Matt Damon literally buys a zoo, and in it he's talking to his kids and how he had met his wife, and he talks about how you don't need to be really like you don't need to always be confident, and it's okay to be afraid, 
you can be terrified before, but like if you can just muster up 20 seconds of courage, then like amazing things can happen. And that has kind of become this rallying cry at Nerd Fitness where people are using 20 seconds to courage to sign up for their first, their first uh, run their first 5K or do their first Tough Mudder. And it's like, all, you don't need the courage the entire time. You just need that nudge out of the door to quote Gandalf the Grey. You need that little nudge out of the door. You need those 20 seconds to like, put yourself past that point of no return where you walk in the door of the gym or you sign up for that 5k. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm here. I signed up. I might as well just do the thing. So you can be scared before and you can be terrified after, but just using those 20 seconds of courage, um, for those, for those moments and you really need it, uh, can be really, really valuable. Yeah. And I was going to stack another Gandalf quote on there, but follow your nose is not a good tip when you're going into a gym. Depending on which gym. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's awesome. And I know it's like one of like many things that I saw that you're like you're good with the analogies and like the the um, I'm not even sure what the word would be, but I came across one that said the NBA jam on fire strategy. <laughs> so I'm curious exactly what that is, because as a gamer who has played endless amounts of NBA jam and St NFL street and things like that. I'm all about like the turbo and like the sure. I don't, I don't want to take over, but yeah, you explain. Sure. Well, I like many people in my twenties fell in love with the idea of like the optimized life. Like anything that is inconvenient, you either need to delete, remove eliminate or or delegate and get rid of and like fell in love with this like the life needs to be so perfectly optimized and your routine needs to be your routine can then be flawless and then you'll never miss your workout and then if your nutrition is dialed in perfectly and like that works for like the, the tiniest percentage of of really privileged people um i've quickly came to learn that I was optimizing away from and removing most of the things that that make life worth living. So now I'm 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 39. I am married. I have two dogs and uh last night I didn't get great sleep because I was cleaning up the dishes and stepped in a pile of my dog's throw up that she had <laughs> thrown up from earlier in the day. It's like, "Oh, okay, never mind. Not sleeping right now. We need to clean the carpet and we need to um so this morning was rough. It was not optimized. I totally missed uh, the some you know, the workout I was supposed to do this morning. And in the past, that would have driven me crazy. I would have said like, "Oh, no, you can't miss your workout." You know, like there's that, that famous Jerry Seinfeld quote, and he's talking about writing jokes. But it's you know, just get a calendar and put an X on every day that you do the thing that you're trying to do, um, and that works flawlessly, right up until the day that it doesn't. And when it doesn't and your streak falls apart, uh, I've had this happen to me. I'm sure listeners have had it happen to them. But you miss one day and then all of a sudden the idea of building up another 92-day streak or a 37-day streak feels exhausting. And you're just like, I'm, I'm out. Uh, there I once meditated every day for six months using one of those meditation apps. And I earned this little badge. And then I missed one day. And I then didn't meditate again for like four years uh, because it was too daunting. So yep. instead of this, hey, you have to be perfect and don't break the streak uh, at Nerd Fitness and with our, you know, our coaching clients. And we like to think of it instead of 
an additive method. So it doesn't, you're not trying to be perfect, in which case the only place you can go is down. Instead, we're, we're adding up, you know, we're, we're counting up the number of things. So, um, if you can complete something, let's say, and this is where I kind of combine it with NBA Jam, but in NBA Jam, if you hit three baskets in a row, uh, your character is officially on fire, and then they do crazy dunks and you know backflips and cartwheels, and there's flames shooting out of the fire out of the basketball, and you know there's loud noises and bla- uh, flashing lights. Um, so instead of you need to be perfect, like let's just try to get on fire. If you can do something three days in a row, like congrats, you're on fire. And then as long as you keep doing it, you remain on fire. And that's awesome. And you're just kind of trying to collect, you know, total days on fire, let's say for that month. And if you miss a day, okay, no big deal. Like life happens. Your dog threw up. Your kid got sick and had to stay home. Like that doesn't make you a bad person. That's just life. So just three days. Get your three days yeah. going again and bam, you're right back on fire. Um, we have other clients that will have this jar on their desk and whenever they complete a task, they drop a, you know, a marble in the jar and each marble represents them completing a task. And they can then look back and it's like, oh, I missed, I only journaled three times this month or, oh, I only, I only got to work out five times because, you know, it's the holiday season and I had so many Christmas parties to get to with my kids or whatever. And uh, they can then look at that jar and realize like, hey, I might not be perfect, but I did do all of these things. And it's a great reminder that like, no, you can just do it today. Like that's totally fine. It doesn't matter that there's no streak. It doesn't matter that you haven't been perfect. Um, Perfection is a trap and it's uh, a fool's errand. So instead we're just gonna add stuff up. And if we can, let's try to get on fire and have some fun with it. There is so much, so much good stuff in that. Now I know the power of a streak because I still remember when my girlfriend ended her snap streak with all of her med school friends. I think it was at like a thousand days or something like that. And it was like, oh, it was like, oh my God, what the hell just happened? They don't know what Mr. to do with Day. themselves probably Didn't afterwards, know. right? Yep. And I'm like, honestly, I'd be a little bummed too. That's a long streak, <laughs> but it's, it is. And it works so great right up until it doesn't. And then the second it's broken, it's devastating. And like I said, I meditated every day for six months. I had a wordle streak for a hundred and whatever, 27 days. And then I missed a day and I was like, never mind, not doing yep. it again. I don't think I've opened wordle since then. Um, so streaks <laughs> can be great for you and they're great for certain people. But for many, it's not the right strategy because your only option is perfection. And then anything other than perfection is complete letdown. A hundred percent. But the upside is though, I remember in NBA jams, it didn't take much to get another streak going. Like a couple of days and you're, st- you're heating up a few yep. days. <laughs> now, exactly. I also uh, love the fact that you're very like brutally honest about the fact that when you come up short with things like setting habits and what have you found for yourself and for clients when it comes to habit formation? Cause we know that's the hardest thing to do. What are some simple things that you've done that you struggled to do in the, like at one point and then you made one little tweak and then all of a sudden you you made it happen. Yeah. Well, so I think about habit building from like one level even higher than what are the tactics or the the behaviors required. Uh I the thing that we hear more than anything in our coaching program is clients saying, "Hey, I'm sorry about this week, but don't worry, next week things get back to normal." 
and like, don't worry, I'm sorry, like this week was really bad, but next week or next month, things slow down. Change finally starts to happen when you start to accept that like your quote unquote normal is actually not normal. And there is no, like this thing that you're hoping to get back to, or this, this beautiful existence in the future in which your schedule is perfectly aligned and your kids get to school on time and uh, your spouse does a great job taking out the, the, the trash or is a, you know, an equal partner and carrying that invisible load. Um, whatever it may be, like that future um, is, uh, <laughs> is probably non-existent. So if that's the case, like what is the reality in which you live now and forgive yourself for not being perfect with your habits or that you missed a day or that this week went poorly. I think it's really easy to kind of just continue to foist all of our hopes and dreams onto future us when all the stars have aligned. And instead, if we can just accept the reality, like, yeah, life is chaos. Uh, we, we, there are other human beings in my life and I have a job and hobbies and friends and all of these things. Like, accept that chaos as normal and if you can find a ways to make some progress amidst the chaos, you're like starting to develop that resiliency, that um, that uh, ability to adapt when things are thrown your way. Uh, that you're like, oh, like oh, it's, it's, you know, I've, I've been dealing with this chaos all along. And then if the stars do happen to align next week for whatever reason, you're going to feel like a superhero and you can make tons of progress. But when things re revert back to the inevitable chaos that currently exists, um, you're going to make more progress during those times. And you get really good at becoming consistently or inconsistently consistent, right? And when you can develop that where it's like, hey, I worked out twice this week, but that's so much better than not working out at all. Or I half-assed my workout today because I was just exhausted and uh, Starbucks screwed up my coffee order. Like... That's great. Like, congratulations. You did a, it still qualifies as a workout. Um, you know, we help people like change their definition of workout. We help people not beat themselves up and we help them realize that like, no, like this is normal. Like the thing that you're continually comparing yourself against is like an idealized version of reality that doesn't actually exist. So like, let's exist in this reality. And then let's figure out what we can do with these things. It probably means scaling back our ambitions. It probably means focusing on fewer things, taking time for yourself. But also, like by doing that, counter counterproductive or counterintuitively, like you'll probably end up actually making progress faster because you're not spinning your wheels in six different places. You're like actually making progress on one or two. I am so happy you said that because I know that social media paints this image where it's like if you're not doing. 10,000 things correctly, then you just don't want it bad enough, right? Oh, 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 that, oh that, that hurts my heart. Hurts my heart where it's like, what do you, like, you just got to want it more. And it's like, you're telling that to like a single mom with three jobs. Like, do you think she doesn't know that she like, of course she wants to be motivated and excited about exercise. Like her reality is just chaos. Like do you also don't need to make her feel badly that she doesn't have time to do many of these other things or just physically doesn't have the uh the bandwidth to process it or to deal with it or the emotional uh like the emotional bandwidth to say like I, I can't deal with all of this crap and then also have to feel bad because some you know some motivational speaker on on 
Instagram is telling me that I don't want it bad enough. Like, man, go to hell. Like, yeah. You know? So uh, <laughs> that's that's where that's the that's the place I like to sit. Is like, hey, like it's okay. Like we're human, and those people uh, don't even probably practice what they preach. So uh, you mm-hmm. can you can stop listening to that and stop making them letting them make you feel bad about yourself. Um, that's completely unhelpful. Hundred percent. Now I like to go back to what you said about bandwidth because I know, like, when it comes to that, like capacity, another word for that that I use a lot. Like, what are some strategies that you have for people? Because I know, especially in today's day and age, with the work demands that some places put on their employees, it's kind of tough making time with family with a million other responsibilities. What are some strategies you've like used with clients that has helped lighten the load, maybe a little bit, or make it a little bit more flexible so they can get the job done? Yeah, there's actually there's a there's a great book by I think it's Anne Helen Peterson. Uh, I hope I get the name right. I believe it's Anne Helen. Um, but the book is called I think it's called Burnout, um, and it's about the quote unquote burnout generation. And it's people in their you know the us millennials or people just you know Gen X millennials etc. And the environment in which we exist, where job security is less than you know back in the day where you just get your one job and there'd be a pension and. Um, Childcare was uh, something that was not nearly as expensive as it is today. So it's really, it's a really challenging environment. And we're also the same generation that, you know, spent a lot of money on college. And many of us are still paying back student loans and often for degrees that we're not actually using. Um, right here. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And it's like, oh, we, we were kind of told that like this was the path to, and and that turned out to not be the case. So like, yes, of course, like we are burned out. It's a systemic problem, um, and it requires so much change. Now, in you know, in it, that aside, here's what we do with Nerd Fitness. We're big fans. You know, everybody often thinks of their diet and nutrition like a light switch. It's either on. I'm on a diet. I'm on. I'm doing keto. I'm doing Whole Thirty. I'm on Weight Watchers. Or I'm off. Oh, I'm being bad. It's the holiday season, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, do. I'm gonna have my cheat meals this week, and um, they're on or they're off. And instead, we think of it more like a pressure gauge. You know, so there's like different colors where that beautiful week when the stars align and your schedule is clear and your kids are healthy, um, that would be like a green week. But then as the dial starts to move, it might move into the yellow and yellow is like, oh, I, you know, I don't have time to do my full workout, but I can kind of do a little bit of my workout that moves into orange and orange is like, I am kind of hanging on. It's a rough week. Uh, somebody quit at the restaurant I work at and I have to pull double shifts or it's the, uh, you know, it's red. That's like, um, okay, our babysitter quit or um, I got fired. And, you know, the essentially the red is the Speaking of on fire, this is the meme of the dog sitting there with the fire around him saying, this is fine. Um, This is the other kind of on fire, which is not good. Uh, That's when you're in the red zone and like things are bad. So we actually like we have this app at Nerd Fitness where if you're a coaching client, your coach, uh, you work with your coach ahead of time. Like, hey, when a good week is, you know, what what does my workout look like when it's green? And then what does a workout look like when it's in the orange, yellow, red, et cetera? And when the client wakes up, they can look at their app from their coach and they can say like, uh, today is an orange day and there's a little pressure gauge button and they click that and it scales everything back to change your definition of completed my workout today. So if you're like, my normal workout is I strength train, I do, you know, I'm working on squats and I'm trying to get my first pull up and, um, 
I then do some cardio and a little bit of yoga or what, you know, it's like, oh, it's, this is a 45 minute workout, but things are really busy today. You hit the button and it's like, okay, instead we are just going to do the yoga workout at home and we're going to go for a walk with our kids. Like we like to, you know, come up with the thing ahead of time. It's like, Hey, things are great now. Next week, things are going to be chaos for you. So when that happens, let's pre-make the decision of how we're going to scale things back. So then you don't feel badly about quote unquote, half-assing your workout. That's not true at all. What you are doing is completing a full workout. You've just changed the definition of what workout is. And that workout might be something as like, I went for a five minute, I put on shoes and went for a five minute walk. Like, congratulations, workout complete. That is your definition of the workout for today. Um, anything to keep you thinking in the right mindset and not letting those that negative thought in your head kind of start to beat you up and saying, like, oh, you don't even, you're, you're not able to stick with something. It's like, no, no, that's not the case. Like we, you can, it's just requires a, a changing of definition. Um, and that's the type of stuff that like we really try to focus on. It's like finding that right balance between pushing you so that you're making meaningful progress, but also having that scaling abilities to make it manageable so that when life is chaotic, which is 95% of the time, you can still manage to get some stuff done. Love that. I mean, I think a lot of people do get caught up on the, if I'm not doing the plan that was written out six weeks in advance, if I'm not doing it to a T with the right percentages, I just, I don't want it enough. I just can't get it. I can't get the, the results that I want. And with your clients, have you seen, what have you seen as far as results wise when they follow this like, more of an auto-regulated, I guess, approach where it's like, we'll give what we have rather than pushing it pedal to the metal, regardless of feeling. Sure. I mean, it's, it's permanent progress. It's, um, it's not the, this, it, we've had so many clients that have come to us and I'm sure you have as well, where they're like, my mom put me on Weight Watchers when I was 14 and I have often on, I've been yo-yo dieting my entire life or, I keep convincing myself to run a 5k and then I walk a five, I get halfway through couch to 5k and then I give up and then I get halfway through couch to 5k and I give up and I get halfway through whole 30 and then uh, it's taco Tuesday and I had a bad day at work. So I ate tacos and then I'm a bad person. So I had to quit whole 30. It's like, okay, those all or nothing strategies uh, seem to not be working for you. And it doesn't appear that you actually enjoy running. So why don't we just stop the couch to 5k? Um, carbs are delicious. So let's find a way to keep them a part of your nutritional strategy because they make life worth living. And let's, instead of going four steps forward, four and a half steps back, let's instead do like two steps forward. And then we're going to tread water. Like we're just going to do the bare minimum to, to put, draw a line in the sand or drop our anchor and say like, this is where we're staying. And then when we can make progress, we're going to make a tiny bit more progress. So our success, I mean, I would say it probably takes longer, but certainly lasts is, is, you know, it's not a 30 day transformation. It's not a 90 day shred. It's like, it's, it's the rest of your life that we're kind of thinking about. So we're providing with the building blocks and the foundational steps to not only think about how to eat, but like how to think about how to think about eating and how to think about your nutrition and how to think about your relationship with the voice in your head. You know, all of those things is like so, so important to us. So um, we've had some unbelievable success stories. Uh, people have lost you know, hundreds of pounds and, and we've also had stories where people have gone from completely sedentary to running marathons or um, people have dealt, dealt with eating disorders to now 
having a healthy relationship with food and getting their first pull up and falling in love with strength training. Um, it's, you know, we really try to tailor it to each individual person. So that success and the transformations are both inside and out. And, um, you know, they might not be the previously slightly overweight person goes to totally shredded. Um, that's perfectly fine, but I don't think that represents the 70 plus percent of America that is, you know, really struggling with the abundance of, of food and unhealthy food and, and food deserts and, and all of this stuff. So um, I, I'm really proud of how we help people and, and the way that we provide them with the tools to like, this is a lifelong change and making it stuff that feels totally manageable for them. Hell yeah. Cause I, I'm very glad that you brought that up. The, it's that 70% of people that are getting lost kind of in the shuffle of the messaging really out there when it comes to nutrition and fitness, because we're all caught up in what are the bodybuilders doing? What are the athletes doing? And it just sure. creates this mess of what is best for the person in front of us. Right. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I think it's really, I think, especially for, for those people in the fitness industry, you know, we were talking earlier about the, you just got to want it more. Like, I don't think humans are any different now than they were a hundred years ago. You know, like, oh, 100 years ago, there was only 10% obesity and now there's or 10% um, you know, overweight. And now it's 70% overweight. Like, we're not biologically any different. Like, the environment has changed. And yeah. it's so difficult to lose weight, especially in the environment. And depending on your socioeconomic status, uh, it's so complicated. And it's, there's so much more to it than just like, oh, just eat less. Like, yes, the science of the, like the, the, the math of weight loss has been settled it's caloric deficit but there's there's hormones and there's uh, your your crappy boss and how good cake is like all of, like there's so many things it's so multifaceted that it really like it it hurts when you know you just see people that are just like shaming like for for the way that they eat and it's like there's there's something so much deeper going on here than just like people can't control themselves. It's like the environment, like, I guess we're not any different. So in that Lou, like you said, like that 70% or the people, you know, there's a percent certainly that has been left behind, but I think maybe even worse are the, the people that are trying and have tried everything and just can't get it to stick. And like, I don't think it's their fault. I think because they're, they're presented with like really unhealthy diet, options from influencers or, you know, people that are like, oh, you just need to, uh, oh, like you just have to drink cayenne lemon pepper water and like do this cleanse. And like, they do that and they're like, weird. Like, I just feel terrible and I didn't actually lose weight and change my life. Like I must be a failure. No, like there is so much bad information out there. Plus like the physiological elements of like weight loss is so, so ingrained in us as like a species that like, man, it's so difficult. And I feel badly. I feel, and that's like the, 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 the group of people that I just want to hug and be like, Hey, like, it's not your fault, but we're going to see if we can figure this out. We're going to figure it out yeah. together. Um, and, and we're going to find ways to make this stick in a way that doesn't suck for you because like, yeah, keto might make you lose weight. And for some people listening, maybe they went keto and they loved it. Great. Like it helped you get into a calorie deficit and you lost weight. That's awesome for 99.9% .9 of the planet. Like it's a miserable way to exist. And, uh, not, 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 uh, sort of not sustainable. So it's like, let's mm -hmm. find the sustainable strategies that make you feel good about yourself and build us some momentum so that 
once we get past the these initial things, like we can get to the point where this doesn't feel like you're pushing a boulder uphill every day. It can start to feel a little bit more effortless. Yes, that that's where the secret sauce is. I know we've talked about it on this podcast many times, but it's like, what is actually enjoyable and easy if we can achieve that? That's great. But if we can't get there, what's the closest thing to that? that still gets us moving in the right direction. Now, yep, absolutely. when it comes to people that come into nerd fitness, what are some starting pointer, like some starting things that you get them going on that usually get them going in the right direction and set a good foundation? Hmm. I mean, I think the biggest ones, we have a free, you know, Facebook group community that is the, uh, shockingly like the most you know, the things on the internet can be, can be pretty, uh, combative and the nerd fitness community, we call ourselves the rebellion in, uh, paying homage to star Wars, but you join the rebellion. We have a free Facebook group. It's so it unbelievably show supportive notes, guys. So go ahead and join it right now. <laughs> Check it out. I, you know, I write a free newsletter. It comes out every Monday that, uh, is not just about how to do pushups or how to eat vegetables, but mostly it's about like how to how to live better. You know, this past week I was talking about Swedish death cleaning, which is like, what the heck is that? It's like this interesting book I read about how to, um, how to prepare your house in case, you know, like in case if when eventually you're checking out of hotel earth, uh, your loved ones don't have to deal with all of your stuff. So I was like, Hey, like this is a really interesting book audience, uh, sending it out to the newsletter. Here's why I think we should all pick up, pick one thing physical from our lives that we can donate to some place that needs it. And also like, let's pick some mental baggage that we're carrying that we can, you know, do some death cleaning around too. So, um, I, I try to write across a wide variety of things, but really try to get you to entertain you first and foremost, but secondly, like get you to think a little bit differently about stuff. So I'd say join the newsletter, free news, um, free, uh, Facebook group, um, are just the great places to start. As far as philosophy goes, we're just, we're big fans of walking. Like there's very little, I can't remember who said it, but something like, I can't promise walking will solve all of your problems, but I can promise you'll never go on a walk and come back and say like, I wish I hadn't done that. Like yes. going for a five minute walk is just a great, a great place to, to start. I've probably written a thousand free articles at nerd fitness on every topic under the sun. I mean, backed by science, uh, often reviewed by registered dietitians, um, or people with PhDs in exercise physiology, like really have tried to nail the science so that, you know, when you're coming to nerd fitness, you're getting just really high quality information. There's no ads on the site. So like, there's no, I don't promote supplements. There's no product, you know, like we have a coaching program and we have a free Facebook group and, uh, we have a cool habit app. Like that's it. And you can just read all the free stuff and join the group. And that's totally fine. So philosophy wise, it's like, go for a walk, find a vegetable that you actually enjoy eating. Like, let's start with like the super basics. Yep. Um, and then it's like, we're going to figure out what your goals are. Like, why are you, what is it that gets you? Why did you come here in the first place? And like, once you have that kind of a big why, is it to motivate your kids or to see what you're capable of? Or maybe you just got out of a, an abusive relationship and you're starting to date again and you want to feel better about yourself. Like, whatever it may be, like, that's awesome. Um, we're here for you. And let's get started with some basics. And um, we will, you know, like I said, start with the walk. 
and then start to read some articles at Nerd Fitness and see which of these maybe jump out at you. And then over time, if there's anything else we can help with, um, the nerds are ready, willing, and able to help. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. And for anybody who really loves seeing Lord of the Rings references and things like that and Star Wars and things, it it breaks up a lot of the consistent monotony that we see in the fitness space of just the dry information where it's like, all right, this much protein, this many workouts. Like we need a little flavor in there. Yeah. Well, those there's plenty of people that do the, the that stuff and it's really good info. Yeah. But I'm speaking specifically to a community of people that is underserved typically in the health and fitness space. Don't feel at home at a gym. Don't resonate with Instagram models or will never walk into a CrossFit. No problem. Instead, let's learn about Harry Potter and the sorting hat and uh, how we can think about nutrition from the perspective of, you know, when you strength train, the calories you consume could be more likely to go towards rebuilding muscle than they would be storing fat, just like the sorting hat in Harry Potter. It's like, it's ridiculous, but I love coming up with dumb analogies that people will never forget. Like that's my, like I started, I started early on as a trainer and very quickly learned that like what I truly enjoyed was the written word. And just like writing and coming up with the like the corniest sentence that makes me laugh, that gets that like presents a fitness lesson or a nutrition lesson or a behavior change lesson in a way that people will remember and also make them laugh and say like, good God, that Steve guy is corny as hell. Like that's <laughs> what I'm going for. That's what I love. So like I, I started as a trainer, very quickly shifted into this this writing and have been primarily focused on just writing and trying to come up with clever ways to help people in a unique way um, pretty much ever since. Yeah. Well, that's the stuff that stands out and has the most impact at the end of the day. Anybody that can resonate and feel like it connects to them, that's going to do so, so much good in the world. And I think we need more of it. And honestly, now I'm thinking of references for my own email that guys, just a heads up, anybody on mine, it's going to get a little bit, uh, a little bit different <laughs> going forward. I'm excited. Just have fun with it. Yeah. Right. Like, what's the, what are we doing here? We're, we, we all know we need to eat protein and vegetables are good for us. And yeah, we probably shouldn't have pizza every day. Like we all, like we all know these things. So it's like deeply understanding where somebody is coming from, what their pain points are, what their home life is like, what their hopes, dreams, and fears are with their kids or their relationship or their, uh, are they going to therapy? What is their relationship with food? Like mm -hmm. all of these things really color who we are and, and how we decide to, or subconsciously make the decisions that we do. So for us, it's like, man, like life is short. And I, I, I honestly, like I started writing this way. Cause I was like, I was bored to hell writing about like the mechanics of a pushup. It's like, I got to find a way to make this interesting to me. Otherwise, like I'm going to fall asleep. So like every article is full of gifts and, and memes and, um, uh, you know, often funny, comically, like people initially on were like, Hey, nobody can read long content. Like, it's just not, you know, it's like, eh, uh, you know, you need to write shorter stuff. I was like, well, maybe, but also like the people that really like this stuff are really going to like it. And, yeah. um, you know, we get half a million people a month, go to nerdfitness.com. We have 150,000 people on the email list and 1500 coaching clients, uh, really good at what we do. And we put our heart, soul and you know everything into what we make and try to do it in a fun way because that's kind of what I got in this business in the first place for. There we go. There we go. That I mean, 
that in itself is just absolutely nuts, like numbers wise, just hearing, hearing all those numbers. And now when it comes to like the way that you, that you prefer to serve people that ways that you think are your superpowers, what are the big superpowers that you think, I guess the right word would be like that you don't see enough of. Uh, I think my, my, like my personal superpowers, I think are, I am just a, a sponge for information. Like nothing makes me happier. I'll read two books a week and they'll be like, you know, the last two books that was like Swedish death cleaning and then a book about um, uh, Greek philosophy. But then the next book will be like this really deep psychological book about um, self-efficacy. It's like, oh, this is fascinating. Like what lessons, how can I combine? So like nothing makes me happier than synthesizing like really obscure ideas and combining them into a way that gets people to say like, huh, I never thought of it that way. Or like, oh, that I'm never going to forget that. So I, I love that. That's the battle that, that I will, I will ride into battle for that every day. <laughs> it's like, how can I take this complex topic yep. and this really, really challenging element of human nature that is like you know, it's like don quixote tilting at windmills like hey it's like you're you're fighting a losing battle here pal um i love it i that nothing makes me happier and that's what i spend my time doing it's what i'm doing when i post on social media i want people to not feel alone in their disastrousness um if they feel like a dumpster fire or uh you know the if it's just like a, a chaotic mess like welcome to the club like that's that's life and we all do and i don't want you to feel alone in that so it's the empathetic self-deprecating corny humor mixed with the hey let's take this complex behavioral subject and 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 make it so much fun that people are excited to learn about it and will live their life a little bit differently love that and when we're talking about the books, especially the ones that you're diving into lately, do you have anything on your radar that you're excited about or something that you just started reading that you're like, oh, I can't, like, you can't put the book down? I'll share. So there's a book that's influenced me more than any other book probably in the past decade. And well, so right now I'm reading Circe by Madeline Miller. It's a, it's a reimagining of uh, the the Greek, the Greek legend of, of Circe and Odysseus. And uh, it's fantastic. So I love reading fiction, but then I also read some, some really great nonfiction. Uh, there's a great book by Oliver Berkman called 4,000 Weeks. And the subtitle is Time Management for Mortals. And I think that book has probably influenced me more than anything else. It's really well done and shows that like the greatest trick the internet ever pulled on us or social media ever pulled on us was that it convinced us that we could have it all and do it all and the reality is like it's just not possible there is too much to do there are too many things to see and too many places to go and too many friends to want to spend time with and too much time with our you know, we have to spend time with our family and our job or our second job. And you then feel badly that you're not as fit as this one person. But then the next person you scroll to on social media, you're not as rich as that person. And then you scroll to the next person. You're like, I'm not as beautiful as that person. And then you scroll to the next person. And it's your friend who's on a vacation in Cabo. And you're like, I'm not, I wish I was in Cabo. And like your brain kind of combines all of these individual elements of these people into like this one Frankenstein that you're comparing yourself against. 
and it's like you're you're going to fight a losing battle all the time so um social media has been great for some reasons but as oliver points out in his book you know we used to keep up with the joneses was like you you would compare yourself to the people on your street now because of the internet you compete with the digital joneses which means anytime you reach any level of, of success or any level of fitness or any level of happiness uh there was just a whole new group of people to compare yourself against and then another group of people and then another group of people and it just never stops so his book is so great about teaching you to kind of let go and paradoxically by letting go and letting yourself off the hook from being perfect and not expecting yourself to be able to do it all it makes you be so much better at prioritizing and saying if i can't do everything what are the few things that actually matter that I do want to make progress on? And how can I realistically make progress with those things? So I've probably read it two or three times and have recommended it to, to everybody. But it's, um, it's just a, a fantastic book that, and he's, he's British. So it's full of like really dry British humor and Brit dry, self-deprecating British humor, uh, which is just my cup of tea per personally. So I, I loved it. I, I'm going to have to get that on hopefully it's on audible because that's like my I'm sure jam. It is. yep i'm not a much of a physical book reader but i'll listen to like libraries full i'm sure i'm sure he did and if not then he actually did a like a, a course on sam harris's waking up you know sam harris's meditation podcast i think there was like oh. a whole course within that by oliver but i'm guessing this book is on audible uh, it came out, I think, in 2020, but okay, it, so it kind of like spot. built this crown swell of movement when it came out. It's done really well. It's it's grown, and just anytime I get a chance to talk about it, I'm like, ooh, does anybody want to talk about 4,000 weeks? Hell yeah. Um, it's great. Hey, I mean, that and your book are now on the to-do list, <laughs> so I'm going to have to ha have you back for a part two and then be like, all right, let's talk about these books. Love it. <laughs> um, awesome. So now... I wanted to get a couple of uh, of good questions out of the way because I do have to scratch that itch as far as nerdiness and geekiness. And the the start that I wanted to at, I wanted to kick this off with is what is your opinion on the difference between a nerd and a geek? Because right before hopping on, me and my girlfriend were having this discussion. She's like, "I'm the nerd, you're the geek," and I'm like, <laughs> "Explain." So. That's that's funny. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think from my perspective, uh, there's this great video by Will uh, Will Wheaton, who was uh, you know a character on Star Trek way back in the day, and kind of became you know a, a representative of nerd culture. Has this great definition of nerd, and essentially, it's like you when somebody calls you a nerd, like what they're really saying is like, hey, you really love this thing very deeply, and. Uh, you know, when for me, like with nerd fitness, it's like, oh, you really care about something. I don't necessarily nerd out about fitness. I am a nerd who happens to enjoy fitness, but like I nerd out about um, about movie culture and and books and um, you know going to concerts and studying set lists and I, like I nerd out about these other things. So when I think of nerd, it's like, oh, we also have a lot of people that visit nerd fitness and they're like, well, I'm not really a nerd, but I really like your stuff. And then you talk to them for a little more and they're like, oh, by the way, like I actually have this rock collection <laughs> or like, oh, like I'm actually like a huge birder. And it's like, you're a nerd, by the way. Like it's, I mean that as endearingly as possible. What I just, what I mean is like you have a topic 
that if somebody else came up to you and just started talking about it, you would be like, oh man, like, who can we, uh, how much time do we have? Can we talk a little bit more about that? <laughs> like I, I have, I have, I have dozens of those topics where if somebody brings it up in a conversation, I'll be like, okay, wait a second. Hold on. Everybody else leave us well, alone. We're going to go in this ask, corner. What is one of those? Uh, lately, I'd say there's a there's a show on on FX called The Bear. Oh my um, god, I love that show. It's so good, and I would talk to you right now for an hour and a half about <laughs> The Bear if uh, if we could. Yeah. Did um, you ever work in a restaurant? I, I did. I was a I was a I started as a dishwasher, and then I was a busboy. Okay. Yeah, I was a waiter. So I never made it to the. I never. Oh, I just. I did have to like peel potatoes. So when I was the dishwasher. Um, and I lasted as a dishwasher for like three weeks and I was like, I, oh, that's the worst I, was, job. I think I was 14. Yeah, I was 14. I was like, boy, this is, this is, this is thankless. Um, so I have un, unbelievable respect for people that, that can, um, that, that, that do that. So anyways, I moved up to busboy, and I was a busboy for quite a while. Um, or, you know, a handful of summers, but, uh, watching the bear is like, as much as I've told people to, to watch or to pick up 4,000 weeks is like. Uh, it's it's been a week, so it's time for me to tell everybody on the internet that you should be watching The Bear. You know, it's about this Michelin star chef who has to return to his brother's restaurant in Chicago and try to save it from financial ruin. Um, so the first season is very contained about that restaurant. And then the second season really expands and, and digs into each of the characters. The first season was so good that I was worried about the second season. And then the second season ended up being even better and one of the episodes in particular, not the Christmas episode. I was going to say the Christmas the one. one. After, the, Forks, the Forks episode with Richie mm -hmm. was my favorite hour of television maybe ever. That's when he was um, at the uh, Michelin star learning? Correct. Okay. Yep. That was and so he starts wearing suits. And it's just like, oh, oh. It's everything about that episode, the way it's, it's done. I mean, just the craftsmanship. Like, I will nerd out about that and... And the 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 care that they go through to create these meals for thank for people that they're not even seeing on the other side of the restaurant. They're working terrible hours. They do it because they love it, and like they can't, they don't know anything. I'm just like I am in awe of like I respect that craft. You know, I consider myself like a, I'm a writer, so like I I agonize over every word and every sentence, and I'm like I can see that in somebody crafting the perfect meal or creating this mm -hmm. seven course. Um, seven course dining experience like i just love that so the bear everybody watch it it's on hulu so it good. is delightful the characters are amazing oh and um so the character fack the you know the 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 larger gentleman fack uh he's a he's like a famous celebrity chef yeah. in canada and he like wasn't he was never acted before and then they just like put him on camera and he was like oh my god this guy is amazing what, what and he possessed is so them to take Funny. What possessed him to take the only like legitimate chef, and we're like, we're gonna make him like the maintenance guy. The maintenance <laughs> guy. He's so funny. Um, just like I mean, there's so much of that show that I'm like, I'm just thankful that it exists. You know, I'm sure it was one of those shows that probably in the higher interest rate environment that we exist today and consolidation that that show probably never would have got made. Um, I'm thankful that it came out when it did, and it's gonna get another season because um, yes. it is just delightful. Um, yep. So yeah, that's like, I could, you know, I could do that, like what we just did, but I could do that for half an hour or an hour about a hundred different things. Um, like that's what I love to do. And that's when I connect and feel connection with people. So uh, that's what I nerd out about. So bringing it all the way back to your first question, <laughs> I think nerding, like you nerd out is like, you nerd out about a topic and that can be anybody. And a nerd is a term of endearment. 
I think geek to me feels a little more, maybe a little bit more socially awkward, but I think both are totally fine things. Yes. And I'm proud. Clearly I named my business nerd fitness. And like, I mean that as proudly as possible. Um, so I think you can like geek out too. I think they're kind of interchangeable. The fact that you're acting me this, I'm now thinking like, hmm, how would I, how would I properly delineate between the two? I don't know. Um, what was the def- what, what were you guys saying? Because well, she you guys was saying about? like on the intellectual side of things, she she blows me out of the water. But then on like passion stuff, like where I will go all in on like stuff that's deemed nerdy, like that's like geek level. And I'm like, eh, okay, I could see that. I can see that. I'm still like, there's definitely like a Venn diagram where those two overlap and, uh, you know, where somebody that nerds is a nerd that does geek out about things. Uh, and I can see like nerd being, I guess, probably more focused on the intelligent aspect of things. But for me, it's just like, man, I love to nerd yes. out. Um, so that's kind of the way that I think and about it. And how you said too, I, I think that there's like a sense of pride with like nerd because like, I guess the, um, the movies like Revenge of the Nerds created like a movement where it's like, we are here. This is us. <laughs> like, we are strong. <laughs> sure. I mean, and also, like, I bought nerdfitness.com in 2007. Like, being nerdy wasn't, like, being nerdy and fit wasn't cool then. Like, Marvel hadn't, like, I think Iron Man maybe had just come mm-hmm. out. But, like, Disney hadn't bought Star Wars. Disney hadn't bought Marvel yet. Uh, being nerdy wasn't cool. I was just a dork that played a lot of video games. Um, so, and I Googled nerd and fitness and nothing popped up. So uh, that's kind of how it started. Yeah, and that was like the heyday. I kind of miss when Marvel was at that point where it's like, I'm actually starting to get excited when things come out. Like, it's not bang, 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 bang. So yep. I hear that it's going back. Hopefully they can get it back. I hear it's going back to that, but... I hope yeah. so. Out of the Marvel universe, I got to ask, what's your favorite superhero, if you had to pick one? I'm, I see the shield behind you, so I have an idea. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Sure. I mean, my name is Steve, uh, and Captain America's real name is Steve Rogers. He was a scrawny nerd that wanted to inspire others through his actions, and uh, that is exactly me. So I was also a scrawny nerd. I didn't take any super soldier serum. Um, I am, you know, my I just age normally. Um, I am not as cool as Captain America. Uh, I have not fought Nazis. Uh, in 1940s Germany, but uh, I do like to inspire people, and I am corny as hell and feel like a dinosaur whenever I go on the internet. So I probably relate the most to Steve Rogers. Gotcha. And I mean, trap our deadlifts are basically super serum anyway. So I mean, it works. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but yeah, I'm I'm like trying to hold back a little bit because I have so many more nerdy questions to ask, but. I feel like everybody listening right now, I don't want I don't want them to burn out on like the the topics that are not fitness or nutrition related. So I'll leave it on this. We have one final question for every single guest. And it's a question that the previous guest left for them. Oh boy. Okay. Now before we okay. dive into that one, what's your question for the person after you? It can be anything. It doesn't have to be fitness, nutrition, business. It could literally be anything. Okay. Hmm. Boy, that's a tricky one. Uh, any question? Boy, when you give me when you give me no constraints, <laughs> see, there's a there's a quote. There's a create or constraints breed creativity. When you tell a creative person, hey, you can just do whatever you want, uh, they will never get any work done. <laughs> they need some constraints. So that's, that's all right. Let me think. Let me think here. <laughs> okay. The, here's the question. 
Um, what's the last thing you did purely for the fun of it? Ooh, I love that. Okay. That's a really good one. And I'm really like, I like this one that I'm about to ask you too, because this one comes uh, from Sam Forger, who was on prior to you. And he asked, what is the single biggest thing you, or sorry, the single biggest thing you want to accomplish in the next 12 months, personal or professional? Well, there's one. I, uh, I can't, I mean, I can't, I can't really talk about it, but I kind of can. <laughs> so, um, I have spent the past 12 months kind of, and we'll spend the next 12 months working on a project that may or may not be book shaped, uh, that I can't officially talk about, but it may um, have words. I am excited and we'll be able, we'll be talking about it more officially in 2024. Uh, but. I, uh, it's something I'm very proud of and excited about and can't wait to share more of. Um, so that's the thing that, uh, my big goal would be to, um, finalize, finalize, finalize what that, what that project looks like. Vague and mysterious. I love it. Cannot wait. <laughs> I mean, it's not that. You could probably figure it out, but uh, that's 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 about yeah. as much as I'm, I'm allowed to say. I'm just going to go on a limb and assume that there's pages to flip through, and it might have hard and soft cover, possibly. It's, it's very, very possible. possible. Okay, I think I'm in the ballpark. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> I think so we, too. Before we give away the secret. Let's uh, let the people know where to find you because I know that there's definitely some people listening. And they're like, "All right, this guy Steve, I want to read his stuff. I want to see his stuff on Instagram. Like, where can they find you?" Yeah, so I'm uh, Steve Cam. I'm pretty easy to find. It's S T E V E K A M B. I'm mostly on Instagram and Threads. Uh, I'm actually kind of enjoying Threads. Surprisingly, it's it's it, to me it kind of feels like Twitter, but from a decade ago, <laughs> uh, where it's just a bunch of like like theater and drama kids and like, like us, like, like creative dorks, like kind of hanging out. So that's where I've, I've been, you know, crafting my word. And then also I'm on Instagram. We also nerd fitness is on Instagram, YouTube. Um, we, I have a thousand free articles. Like if you have, if you want to know how to read or how to do something fitness related, I bet if you Google nerd fitness and that subject uh, will show up. So I write the free newsletter uh, every Monday at Nerd Fitness. And uh, I would say, like, sign up for the newsletter and then follow me on Instagram or threads. And I promise to entertain you and uh, you will also accidentally learn stuff too. Sounds like a good deal. And so everybody doesn't have to go searching. It's all going to be in the show notes. Just click away, get on that newsletter, follow Steve, and you will not regret it at all. And for anybody who found anything in this and really resonated with it or if you have like a nerd in your life that you're like they need to hear this send it their way that's the only way the podcast grows and i will be deeply appreciative so thank you guys for tuning in thank you for listening all the way through and i hope you have an amazing rest of your week i will see you later